FM. Now that's what I call sport podcast. Hey, it's Jamie Moore here. We're at the Aviva Stadium. 500 days or around it anyway until we host some games here at Euro 2020. And the FAI have launched their volunteer program trying to get some volunteers to help out with all aspects of our city and our country hosting four games at the European Championships. I'm here with Christy McElliott, who is very famous around these parts of Dublin for many reasons, but mainly in recent years for being involved in the Irish Amputee football team. Recently at the World Cup, and of course the Irish Amputee League was launched last year, and it'll be bigger and better this year as well. And we've got an Irish team heading off to play in the Amputee Champions League, so lots to discuss. Christy, how are you? I'm good, I'm good. How are you? Good, thanks, sir. Looking forward to being here in 2020, hopefully cheering on the boys in green in a couple of Euros games. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. Um, I think it's a great opportunity for us, you know. Um, We've, you know, I think we've captured everything that's great about Dublin City and Ireland itself. So uh, I'm really looking forward to it, you know, and hopefully, hopefully, fingers crossed, you know, we're in the mix ourselves. Like, so it's a great opportunity for anybody who wants to get involved as well. So, yeah, I'm looking really looking forward to it. Yeah, Christy also works full time with the FAI. What sort of great things about Dublin will we have involved in this Euros? Ireland here or Ireland not here? It's a city that has lots to offer for the fans that are going to come. Yeah, look, I think, you know, Dublin City itself is, is renowned as a, tour, a huge tourist attraction. Um, people want to come in and, and, you know, look into the history of, of Ireland and, and no better place than to come to Dublin. But also, I think, um, you know, what really is going to attract everybody is, is, is the hospitality that we have here in this country. Like, you know, in Ireland, we're, we're very... We're very um, open to, to, to new new cultures and new new countries coming in and uh, and being part of that. You know, we have a great great supporter base here. We do in, in this country for all aspects of our sport, which is huge. And um, yeah, look, I think anybody and anybody who has been here in the past has, has loved it, gone away, wanting to come back. So, you know, this is no better. This is a great historic event for us. You know, um, hosting the Euros twenty twenty here in Dublin. So, it's. Um, it's huge, you know, I think everybody um, in the country is really looking forward and really enthusiastic about it. Yeah, and hopefully Ireland will be here playing a couple of group games as well in that competition taking place. Of course, the qualifiers begin for Ireland against Gibraltar away in Georgia at home in March as well. Christy, speaking of big competitions, talk us through the Amputee World Cup in Mexico, which you guys were at, finished 13th in the end, I think, in a win over Italy in the 13-14 place playoff as well. We spoke to a couple of the players around the time of it as well. Just haven't had some time to look back on it now. An amazing couple of weeks over there. Oh, it was fantastic. You know, um, I think that the event itself was uh, went off uh, really well. You know, uh, we were, you know, we were really looking forward to the, the competition itself. We prepared really well for it. We did you know? So, so to finish 14th was was huge for us. Um, you know, I definitely think, and this, um, without sounding too big headed or you know, or blowing our own trumpet, you know, I definitely think we're a top ten team in the world. Um, we were we were ranked sixth in Europe, you know, and you know we finished that event, uh, you know, finishing fourteenth. We, you know, one or two of the games didn't go for us, which, which, you know, we have to expect sometimes, and we just take it on the chin. But definitely, um, everybody really enjoyed it. You know, with the football we played, we prepared really well for it. Uh, it was exceptional, and um, you know, a couple of the pitches probably were a bit disappointing surface was but other than that it was you know it was fantastic the people in Mexico really really took the game uh, to the next level support as was and were were really enthusiastic you know every game we played it was a great atmosphere you know we were really loved you know and anywhere we went the players it was probably you know I'm not, I'm not long involved in amputee football probably six years and I think the players as well and I think this is their platform for our players to, to look and perform like 
professional footballers and uh, and the supporters definitely made them feel that way you know everywhere they went they were they were asked for uh, you know signatures and you know and photographs and you know which is which comes with our game it does itself you know when we play in major competitions and European Championships and World Cups so you know f- for for us it's it's huge our players feel really you know um really important you know they're important to us in our game but they feel really important from from the other, with the other countries you know in in that environment so when they come out of that environment it's really difficult them for for them to settle back into their their natural um everyday you know work and you know whatever else they do so it's really important for them um but yeah they loved it yeah, Amity Football in Ireland founded in 2011 and Chrissy's been a major driver of that. For those listening, Chrissy, or watching, you can watch us on our YouTube channel as well. I know you've spoken to us before as well. Just give us a quick overview of Amity Football, what it is, and, and there's a couple of you know, specific rules for goalkeepers and outfielders. And, and you know, the first time I asked about it, I wasn't aware that players actually played on their crutches, but they do, and, and there's lots of other you know, bits and bobs around of the rules to, to try and make it as, as uh, enjoyable as possible for the players. Yeah, I think, look, you know, when we mention amputee football, first of all, um, most people think you just have to be an amputee to play. You know, and that is, that's, that's kind of right, but also, you know, somebody who's born with a leg defect or an arm defect, you know, where the leg hasn't formed properly or the, or the arm hasn't formed properly, um, or is a bit shorter than Judah, can play. You know, but they play. We play on crutches, so so everybody must participate in crutches. Bar the goalkeepers, the goalkeepers are one arm goalkeepers, uh, so they, they have you know one arm tucked away, um, or if they're if it's gone below from the wrist, that arm has to be tucked into the jersey. If it's gone from the elbow, same again, but if it's gone from the shoulder, there's no need to you know, but uh, but yeah, and and the game is played on on an astro turf or grass pitches, um, at the moment that's where we, that's the way we play, uh, you know they're. The games themselves, from an international point of view, are 50 minutes long, 25 minutes and a half. Um, but in our league, you know, we have our three teams in Bowes, Cork City and Shamrock Rovers. And we play in, you know, we've now introduced it to a six-a-side um, this year, you know, as opposed to five-a-side last year. Um, we're not ready, really at the stage yet where we want to throw another team into it just yet until we get the players, more players come in. Um, we just want to make sure that every team that has a six-a-side team also has substitutes involved in that. It'd be very easy for me to say, okay, let's have four teams and divide all the players we have. But if one player gets injured, you know, we have to change the whole format of it. So we don't want to do that. So it's better for us to have extra players involved in other teams. Um, there is a team, you know, who, who want to get involved, who or a club, should I say, not a team, a club who want to get involved, Glen Torren, who are looking to set up an amputee football team. Some of our players play up for, are from the north, the north um, who play in their international team, which is great for us. And hopefully we can then introduce Glenthorne into it. Um, and if we do, that'll be our four team. We also have a couple of players who are involved in Limerick, you know, and maybe going down the line, we could, you know, when we sp- speak to a couple of the Limerick sides, maybe Limerick FC, who knows, um, and see if they want to come on board, see if they're interested in coming on board. Um, to cater for the players that are there so we don't want to jump too far ahead of ourselves you know we don't want to make sure we get all these teams and then we don't have any players to fill the teams so you know it's more important for us to try and gradually you know encourage as many players as many people out there who are amputees to get involved with us and to show them that the game is really great and that they can play it uh, most people seem to think I think that uh, it's it's a uh, it's a bit difficult, you know. Maybe they think they can play on the prosthetic, and they're not too happy about that. Or maybe they they're not happy about not playing on the prosthetic. You know, 
I don't really know because we, you know, we haven't had a situation where people have came and talked to me. Everybody who's involved with us has, be, has said to me that at this moment in time that they are, they understand, you know, when they read about it, that they understand that the game is played on one leg on crutches. So, you know, anybody who's out there who does want to get involved, you know, you can it's always ways of contacting us on our Facebook page and also, you know, through the FEO yourself. So Yeah, just search Irish Amputee Football on Facebook or Twitter and you'll find the lads as well. Now, Christy, we were hoping that Shamrock Rovers or Bowes might win the first league because for Dublin, of course. Um, but they didn't. Cork City, the champions. And as a result, this May, Cork are going to play in the first ever, I think I'm right in saying, Amputee Champions League, which is going to be amazing. So talk me through what that's, what that's going to be like for them this summer. Yeah, I look at Cork City. It was a, mark, a remarkable achievement for them, it was. You know, they were always knocking on the door with Bowes. Bowes had, were ahead by a point going to the last game of the season. Um, Shamrock Rovers couldn't couldn't win it, but they could possibly finish second. And Cork City, you know, what could have even eventually finished either second, third, or fourth. So it was, you know, we couldn't have planned it, the better finish to the season. Um, but, you know, Cork beat Bowers, Bowers in the last game um, with a 1 0 uh, win, and they went in to the Champions League, which is in Georgia. Now, Cork City put in a bid as well to host it in Cork and unfortunately just fell short of, of one or two of the requirements but you know for them it was it was a great achievement for them to, to actually win the league but also now they're going to play in the first ever Champions League which is huge you know it's huge for a team that's just in its infancy in amputee football to go now and, and represent Ireland in the Champions League or, or, or team in Ireland in the Champions League um, is is fantastic. Like you know, we have. I think you have um, a couple of other teams there um, from Tokyo and Tokyo professional uh, run league. Um, you have Georgia. You have Russia. You know. You have. I think Everton too. Is it? Everton Football Club yeah. are involved as well, and ourselves and the team um, from Poland. So I mean that that makes up the six teams that are involved in it. You know, the host country will will cover the cost for the players and. The houses, the housing, the players, and feeding the players. But you know, Cork City are looking now to do some sort of fundraiser as well. Obviously, with the help of Cork City Football Club, um, to to generate the money which will get them there. You know, from flights. So it's huge. In in from from football from football terms, like you know, this is we're talking about lads who have gone from representing their country in the World Cup, European Championships. To the first ever league to now playing in the Champions League football league, it's you know I, I couldn't have couldn't have imagined it myself. And I only we forced out the league last year, like you know. So um, now again, it's the Champions League as well will be in its infancy. It's the first ever one, you know. So hopefully, it's going to go from strength to strength. This year, you know, early kicks off on the twenty third of February, and Bowes will host the first uh, event, and then after that, you know, who knows? You know, it'll be the pressure will be on Cork City to retain it. Um, and yeah, and you definitely will have Bowes and, and Shamrock Rovers knocking on the door uh, come the end of the season, you know, and possibly with the 2020 next year, who knows, you know, one of the teams could be heading from Dublin to the Champions League or could be hosting the Champions League here. Um, going the way they're going at the moment, they're preparing really well. So, yeah, really interesting times ahead and really looking forward to the year. Great stuff. Christy, very finally, for those listening, uh, you know, to your story and other stories, you know, just... Tell us the importance of amputee football in the lives of, of all of the people involved. You lost your leg in a crash back 18 years ago now. You were on the way to, you, you were playing regular football, if that's the right word. 
and you lost your leg in a crash and you're now working full-time in the FAI and, you, and you're very heavily involved in the Amity football as well. But just sum up to me the importance of, of this sport for the people involved in it and the people who will be involved in it for years and years yeah. to come. Well, look, I think, I think anybody who comes from a sporting background or, or, or somebody who's been active you know, and, and lost a limb, or even for somebody who's, who has lost a limb at birth and never had the opportunity to play football, this is huge, it is, because it gives, now gives them you know, that... I suppose some of the tools to, to, to gain some independence going forward like you know it's not always about you know mammy looking after you and wrapping you in cotton wool and making sure nothing happens to you it, this is this will give you uh, you know some sort of it'll give you definitely give you confidence it'll definitely um, take your confidence level from where it is and, and raise it and with the confidence that you have there will we'll guide you in the right direction to possibly getting involved to possibly do you know opening doors within the workplace you know to possibly you know regaining some sort of independence whether you, you know whether it be walking to the shops whether it be walking to the park you know all those little things um, that, that anybody else who, who doesn't have a disability will find um, you know sim- simplistic you know, and whereas whereas some of us might find them trivial, um, that they would definitely bring your confidence levels up to do them and and to maybe to look at them and approach them a bit differently. But I think football in general is. I remember one of one of my friends who was involved, Simon Baker, saying that you know medicine, his medicine was always sport. You know, and sport was the medicine for him to get him from where he was when he lost his leg to where he is now. Um, he was he's a record holder in the marathon, so. I remember him saying them words to me, and I remember saying, Do "You know what? That makes a lot of sense." And it was the, it was the kick in the backside that I I needed as well to, to push me on, because um, I lost my love of football for a long time. I did, and and got back involved in it when I started getting actively involved with the amputee team. So for me, it was it was great. You know, then I you know I, you know with a lot of things, you know, not being as mobile as I I used to be, I put on a lot of weight, lost a lot of weight. Then went back playing football again, you know. Then became an international player. Then finished with the international team to just concentrate on the football, uh, the league. So um, yes, yeah, so I it was. It's huge, and I think it, it's it is really just basically gives you so much confidence, like you know. And you're around people, you're around peers who who don't look at you any differently. You know, I'm not saying people do purposely because it's human nature for people to just stare. You know, but uh, but that's the way it is. And when you're in that environment of of amputees, you know, we're, we're kind of really tight knit group. And we kind of, you know, when we when we want to take the Michael out of each other, we've no problem doing it. You know, and we can get away with it. Yeah, it's, yeah. I know it sounds really funny, but we can get away with it in that environment. You know, whereas outside that environment, we don't like people talking about us, like you know, like that sort of thing. We don't like people looking at us as having a disability. You know, and we don't in general. Like, you know, where lads generally look at each other as athletes you know and that's the way they want to be um looked at you know as athletes so they don't want they're not looking for pats on the back they're not looking for you know the, the you know the big high fives they're looking for you know just for people to to buy into the game that we play to enjoy the game that we play um and that's really all chris mcgallia thanks a million pleasure thank you very much 98 FMs. Now that's what I call sport. Get the full show every Sunday morning from 9, only on 98 FM.